To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a name to watch. Alana Springsteen's debut album came out last year. She's already on lineups and has songs with the likes of Chris Stapleton, Luke Bryan, Mitchell Tenpenny, Brad Paisley. She's here following a world tour. Alana Springsteen, good morning. Thank you. It's so good to be here. You are the embodiment, I guess, of the country music dream, are you not? In the sense that you grow up, you start writing songs, you start playing the guitar, and you go to somebody, presumably your parents, Mm. I must go to Nashville. (laughs) Man, I've never put it like that, but I guess that would be true. I found music really, really young. I've been singing since I could talk. I picked up the guitar for the first time when I was seven and started writing songs when I was nine. Um, And it was kind of out of left field. My family's musical, but nobody's in the industry or anything. Mm -hmm. So my parents were just like, okay, this is, this is nuts, but we're going to go for it. They were always just like pouring into me, pouring into those passions. So so, so how is it that you, because I'm always fascinated being a parent myself, how you cross that line. So when your child Mm -hmm. comes to you and says, I want to do this, and and, in your case, it's extreme, moving towns to pursue a dream that most people will never see fulfilled. They go, yep, let's do that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, how, how does that happen? Man, it's crazy. Um, and at the time, like, it was all I knew. I was like, of course, this is great. But now looking back, I realize what a sacrifice it was uh, because I have three younger brothers as well. So it was kind of uprooting the entire family and moving when I was 14, you know, following a 14-year-old's dream and just believing that that's actually what they want to do. But we started going there when I was 10 years old. And f- from the earliest meetings, like, people were – calling their friends, being like, you've got to come meet this girl. And it was just such an organic uh, way of finding community. And it was so clear that for the first time I I was with people that spoke the same language that I did. I started co-writing and I just felt like I was where I belonged. And I think my parents saw that and were like, oh, we have to do this. Obviously, at that point when you were, there was clearly talent. Mm-hmm. They didn't say, look, you know, as much as you may want to do this, you can't hold a note. So right. cl- cl- where, where does the magic come from then? Where's the talent come from? I mean, I just think it's from God. I think it's God-given. I, I can't describe it. It's, um, it's always just come really naturally to me. Mm. Um, I think melodies and music is just in me. Like I'll sit at the piano in the morning and just melodies will come to my mind like Mm. it just kind of pours out of me the second i sit down it'll be like two minutes until some melody is swirling around and i just start a song Um, were were you manifesting are you a manifester that it was always going to come to pass in some way shape or form i'm such a manifester i'm a full believer in it i don't know about you but um i'm a big signs person too Mm. i have like a lucky number it's number 18 and it's just kind of popped up throughout my whole life um my birthday is the 18th my parents got married on the 18th and we'll see it tracks, in the most how many random tracks places. On your album, are they, there are eighteen. There are eighteen. Tracks. I, knew, I knew it was eighteen. We also released the album on August eighteenth, so right. I just tried to pack as much good luck into it as I could. Yeah. But um, and I, I always had like huge dreams when I was a kid, and I think the cool thing about that age is you don't know what you don't know. Like I didn't know to worry about all the reasons that maybe it wouldn't happen, or um, you know all the struggles and the things that you come up against. I just had this blind faith that it was what I was meant to do. Has, Luke Bryan seems to me, and I've never met him, but he, he seems to me to be a genuine, like what you see is what you get and rain is good. And I believe <laughs> that people are good. And, and he seems to be that thing. Is, is he that they're having toured with him? 100% on and off stage. I think that's what makes him who he is. And man, he's been one of my heroes for so long. I don't know if you know this story, but when I was 10 years old, one of my first trips to Nashville 
I got to go to the Grand Ole Opry. Mm. Um, and obviously it's like holy ground. I was just like this wide-eyed little kid, like I can't believe I'm here. But Luke Bryan played that night and it was during Rain is a Good Thing when that song was exploding. And the connection that he had to the crowd and it was just electric. I've mm. never seen anything like it. And I looked at the camera my dad had on me and I was like, I'm gonna be there one day, talking about that stage. Yeah. And fast forward, I got to make my debut uh, just last year on my birthday. And when I got the news, Luke Bryan was the one that FaceTimed me. Isn't that nice? And let me know because he had heard that story and just wanted to be a part of that moment. So, I mean, if that isn't a testament to just who he is as a person, I don't know what is. And um, man, yeah, we got to go on tour together this summer and I learned so, so much just from watching him the way he interacts with the crowd, um, he's so fan-focused. Like, looks, it's all he, about them. Yeah, he looks like a seasoned pro. For 100%. The, 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 so you've been at the Opry now twice, is that right? That's right. See, so, I mean, what's that like? I mean, what, what, for God's sake, what is that like? It's hard to find words. Um, you know, you have a lot of expectations, I think, going into it, what you think it's going to be like. But it doesn't really hit you until you step in that circle and you're thinking about everybody that's come yeah. before you. And you feel like you're officially part of the country music family. And that's what it is. It's a family. Like everybody leaves their dressing room doors open. Uh, Jeannie Seely, who's like an icon at the Opry. Um, she was there the day that I toured it. And she was also there the night that I played. She wasn't orig originally supposed to come, but she heard I was playing and wanted to be a part of that moment for me. And it, that's just the kind of culture that's that lovely, they created yeah. there. Um, and it's always just as special every time you go back. What about the Bluebird? Oh man, that was one of my first places I ever played in town believe it or not. Um, I was probably about 10, 11 years old. And again, it's an iconic spot. Yeah. Like even before I had come to Nashville, you watch documentaries, like you see things and you're like, people get discovered at the Bluebird, whatever that means. Um, but it's just got this energy to it. And you're literally like a foot away from the audience. And that's just a special intimate thing. And I love that it's about the songwriters. Like, I don't know if you've gotten to see a songwriter round before in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Nashville? I've never been to Nashville in my life. Oh and, and my it's God. my it's my dream to go. And it, I don't it's know a matter why, of time. I, I, well, I don't know why 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 I wouldn't. But uh, they they say it's they say it's a beautiful place to live apart from anything else. It really is. A little is. bit cold in winter, a little bit high humidity. <laughs> yes, but, but yes. Uh, the people are nice and it's beautiful. Beautiful. Man, area. the community there is everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, like moving to Nashville. I'm from a small town in Virginia Beach called Pungo. And mm. It's a beautiful place. Like I'm a beach girl. I grew up kind of. Southern, it's a small town, but I also was five minutes from the coast. Mm. So I was like coastal country. That was just my roots. But going to Nashville for the first time was um, when I felt like I'd found my people. There you like, go. It's just a community built on music. And that's a rare thing. Was it Kenny Chesney who gave you the advice? To, oh, man. Yeah. He, he gave me a bunch of advice. Are you living by that advice? Just Just do it your own way. Let it come to you. Don't go crazy. You know, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that he told me that stuck with me is uh, not to be impatient. Mm. You know, he's like, take your time. It's so easy to have these like viral successes and overnight things and just kind of rise really, really quickly. Um, and that you see that happening a lot now because of social media, all the things. But he was like, the most important thing is to build your team one piece at a time and stay loyal to your people. Um, and man, I, I constantly remind myself of that too. And I think... Just that slow, that slow uh, rise is always you're you're building a foundation and something that's going to last. That's the most important thing to me is to have a long career and do this for the rest of my life. There you go, so, fantastic. Yeah. So the song is Amen, Amen. Mm -hmm. and the story is what. So this song, 
I really wrote as a promise to myself to always stay true to me and live on my own terms. Um, this album I dropped this year, it's my debut album. It's called 20-something. This song is just kind of given me the power that I needed to just have that confidence in myself and, and live the way I feel like I was meant to. And um, I hope that, you know, anybody else that hears it, it gives them the courage to do the same thing. There we go. This is called Amen. I could see me in a white dress one day Maybe the love of my life's all of my friends Amen Maybe I've been missing church lately But I still get on my knees and pray Maybe it's fine if I'm doing my best Amen And I'm sorry to my mama but I'ma live the way I wanna So I know this life was mine in the end And I give myself permission To go and make some bad decisions Cause I'm only trying to find out who I am Amen chandelier on my own Maybe I don't want a white picket fence Amen And maybe I'ma break hearts Being selfish Cause I'll know when I know I don't need a happy ending Amen And I'm sorry to but I'ma live the way I wanna So I know this life was mine in the end And I'm sorry to my hometown I just couldn't let my dreams down If I had to, I would do it all again beautiful well done that's magnificent uh thanks for coming in thanks for talking to us good luck with it all and i'm assuming at some point there's going to be a tour here 
Oh, man, I can't wait. I've already got my sights set on some of these venues, and I just can't wait to come back already. And you come back and sing for us again. You, you bet. Alana Springsteen. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.